Hey friend, welcome to the Free and Well podcast. In today's episode, I'm sharing with you three different ways to respond to your inner critic. I share with you why this feels so important to me, a couple of things that I've seen in social media content that that I'm not a super huge fan of that make me really want to share this information with you. And of course, you're going to walk away with some super practical takeaways and questions to really start using to start creating a more gentle, kind, compassionate, encouraging, friendly inner voice and really to start shifting your self-talk. Okay. So if you're into that, this episode's for you. Before we dive in, I want to share with you a couple of quick announcements. Number one, are you in our Facebook community? It's a space for you to connect with other listeners, with other like-minded women, and we're going to be having some amazing conversations over there. And also you get to share your reflections on this episode and also hear what other women are thinking and receiving as well. So head over there. Link is down below. Do you wish there was a way to stop comparing and doubting yourself so much? Friend, I have so been there. I remember being in my 20s and second guessing everything I said and every idea I had. I remember wondering if other people were judging me. I remember comparing myself to the girls around me and feeling like someone was always prettier or smarter or more outgoing. Imagine if you didn't get sucked into that comparison. Imagine if you didn't question everything you're saying and feel like you're holding back. Imagine if you could capture your thoughts, reframe your mindset, and boost your confidence in the moment. That's exactly why I created Confidence Breakthrough Coaching Calls. Together, we're going to create your individualized three-step thought renewal roadmap so you can start noticing when you're getting stuck in these self-doubt thought traps and have simple mindset and confidence tools to get you out of those loops, stop hiding, speaking up, and taking action. You're also going to get my encouragement and five-minute power check-ins for a full week after our call. If you're ready to have a simple plan and effective tools to start breaking free from self-doubt and comparison so you can start feeling more confident, it's easier than you think, my friend. If you want to get the free five-minute power check-ins, there are only three coaching spots available right now for April. First come, first serve. So head to devonytaylorcom coaching to grab your spot. If you're ready to move from comparison and doubt to radical self-confidence, it's your time, my friend. Let's go. Hey, sweet 20-something, welcome to the Free and Well podcast. Do you want to feel more confident and stop second-guessing and doubting yourself all the time? Do you wake up feeling motivated and excited only to get caught up in the comparison and find yourself distracted and wasting time on social media? Hey friend, I'm Devani. I'm a therapist, a life coach, a dog mom, and also a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. I remember being right where you are doubting myself, comparing myself, and just wanting to feel confident and content in who I was and in my worth. I'm on a mission to share with you powerful faith-based psychology tools and plenty of simple steps to improve your mental wellness 
and create consistent, positive, healthy routines. It's time for you to stop second guessing and comparing yourself. Freedom and confidence are calling. Even though I'm a therapist, this show is for educational purposes only. Information from the show is not a substitute for mental health or medical treatment. It's your time, friend. Let's dig in and take some real, authentic, perfectly imperfect action together. Let's go. Hey, love. What is up? Welcome to the show. So glad that you're here. My name is Stephanie. I I just wish that I could meet every one of you like in person and um, <laughs> just like a desire deep in my heart. Maybe one day we'll have meetups or definitely retreats eventually, but I just want to let you know that I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here and uh, yeah, just wanted to send some love your way. So in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you some of my thoughts and some really, as you know, if you've been around at all, I'm super big on practical tools, right? Like I literally always want you to walk away from listening to an episode with really tangible tools that you can implement, that you can literally try out later today. So what I'm going to be doing is sharing with you some insights that I have around this idea of our inner critic and really what to do. Like, where where do we start? What do I do with that? And some tools to get started. So I wanted to share, when I think about some experiences that I've had with my own inner critic, which by the way, I don't not have an inner critic, right? I don't not have that anymore. So just because I've been on this journey and because I'm a therapist and a life coach and have been doing this work, that does not make me immune to like anyone that you see on social media, anyone ever, none of us are immune to this. Okay. We're all human. So when I think back to some of my experiences, I feel like I used to get so upset, like so upset that I was experiencing that, right? Like so upset that she was being so critical, but actually as I reflect on it even more, even as I'm talking this out with you right now, it felt like there was no separation and that that inner critic was me, like that that was my voice, that that was my truth, that that was truth, And that that just felt normal. It felt so normal that that was part of my dialogue and that that was part of the way that I talked to myself. That's part of the way that I just went through the world was having this harsh voice within me and that that was just how it was and that that was normal and that that was okay and that that's what I could expect. And there wasn't any separation. It was just, it was part of me, right? Like it was just, it was so tightly wound together with who I am, this voice, this judgment, this criticism. And why I want to talk to you about this, why, why this feels so, so important to me is that there's so much content everywhere about how to deal with these things, right? About how to, how do I move through this? How do I, and you're here, you're here because you want to grow. 
you really value personal growth. You are in this amazing healing journey of getting to know yourself better, of learning mental wellness tools, of wanting to be your best self, right? Like that's why you're here. And there is so much content available. And I'm just going to be super, super honest with you that I get really irked sometimes when I see some of the content online. Like I saw this girl's Instagram profile and her page was huge. Like she had so many followers and how she talked about the, like there was, it was like a tagline. It was literally a tagline about the inner critic. And it was something that sounded just so aggressive. It sounded so, so aggressive. And just that that's what she helped people do was like, it was something like, you know, get her to shut up or I I don't know. It just felt really intense, very aggressive to me. And there's so much content out there. There is so much support that you have available to you. So many resources, so much information. And I really want to share with you the perspective that I have found to be really helpful for me and in my work that I use with my clients. Okay. Because... There is so much content out in the world that I just, you know, I just, I don't feel that the focus or the goal is on like overall mental well-being or overall well-being. And that's not to say that it's wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But the focus that that I really have, the, the deep passion that I have within my heart is really to be sharing these things with you with the approach of your overall growth and your overall well-being. And so with that lens, with that lens, here's what I want to share with you today. Okay. So we're talking about your inner critic, right? And I want to share with you three different ways that you can possibly understand her or respond to kind of move you from this space of feeling maybe stuck or maybe the self-criticism just comes up and maybe you don't even realize it's happening or maybe you do and like you just get stuck there, right? You're like, how do I let go of this. It's like a rabbit hole, right? Where it just kind of sucks you down the rabbit hole and we don't know how to move on. Okay. So three different tools, three different ways of responding, three different ways of understanding this that may be helpful for you. Okay. So number one is what is the self-criticism trying to tell me, right? Like if this is a part of myself, if this is, you know, one of the many parts of who I am, right? Like if I'm to picture myself as this beautiful mosaic or this beautiful puzzle piece, whatever you resonate with, what is this piece of me trying to tell me? What's her intention here? What does she want me to know? Is she trying to protect me from something? Like, like what is she trying to tell me? Right? So this first approach is the idea that there's a message here. There's something that you have to learn here. There's something that a part of you is needing to express or is trying to protect you from. And I'm not telling you that it's right or it's wrong, but just getting so curious getting so curious about like, what is she trying to tell me here? Like what, what could she possibly be trying to tell me, to teach me, to communicate with me here? 
Okay, so that's one approach. One approach. And then the next approach is what does she need? What does she need? And this, of course, is, I think, a beautiful example of self-compassion right here. What does this part of me need? This critical voice, this critical part of me, what does she actually need under that criticism that she's spouting out at me? What does she need? And I think this one is so powerful because it is rooted in that compassion that we can start to have for ourselves, the compassion that you can have for this part of yourself. And I think what we hear so often in the world, and I'm curious what your experience has been, so often we hear the terms of like, oh, tame your inner critic, or, you know, I don't know, just the other things like that, right? That we want to like silence her. We want her to be quiet. We want, we don't want to even hear her. We don't want to acknowledge you. And I really like to picture, I really, really love to picture I'm sure you've heard this before, of pressing a beach ball underneath the water. So imagine you're at a pool, you have a beach ball, you're trying to push the beach ball underneath the surface. (laughs) How long does that work? How long does that work? And I think that this is honestly bigger picture, a shortcoming of a lot of the content that's out there right now. Not all of it, absolutely not all of it. But there's a lot of content out there that talks about tools and ways of responding to our emotions, our feelings that are not acknowledging and honoring them. So if I have this part of me that's being really critical or judgmental, and I can say to her, I can say, wow, like what, what are you needing right now? With just kind of some curiosity, some compassion here. Like what are, what are you needing? And something that I come back to is I imagine that a lot of the critical voices that we hear in our mind, we heard from someone else. And I remember hearing that, that um, on a podcast, I heard something along the lines of like, When you notice self-criticism, notice who that voice sounds like. We're not trying to cast blame. We're not trying to do anything like that. But, But often, like we did, you know, maybe we learned this somewhere, right? And so we hear this criticism coming from outside of us, and then we start to take it on as our own, and then it just starts to sound like us but it's not, right? And so I imagine something that I've done before is like I picture, right? When I picture, okay, what, like, what do I need right now? You know, this, like noticing this self-criticism, like, ooh, like what, what do I need here right now? How do I want to care for myself in this moment? Because if I look back, you know, there may be times when I was receiving criticism or something like that and I didn't respond to my needs, I didn't ask, what do I need right now? Right? So it's this beautiful process of creating a new way of responding to this criticism that comes up. 
with curiosity, with compassion, asking, what do I, what do I need right now? What does this part of me need? Right? That's feeling the need to be so critical right now. Like, what does she need right now? And then the third approach, the third approach, and I, I want to share with you too that none of these are right or wrong ways of responding. Um, what I wanted to do with this is share with you different ways that you can respond to your inner critic. So different ways of seeing things, different ways of understanding things make sense to different people, right? So for you, maybe you're like, oh my gosh, yes. Like what do you know, like what I'm going to start practicing? What do I need in this moment? Like what is my inner critic maybe trying to tell me? Like, right. Maybe one thing is going to resonate with you and a totally different approach may work for someone else. And it's not that there's a right or a wrong, but more so I just wanted to give you options, different ways of thinking about um, these moments, different ways of responding and seeing what feels helpful for you. I say this in my sessions all the time. Like I'm going to throw out lots of different ideas and I want you to tell me what's, what's resonating with you. What's feeling helpful to you. Okay. So this third approach is acknowledging what's happening, acknowledging what's happening. And there's going to be an extra one in here. I'm going to throw in for you, but acknowledging what's happening. So this could look like hands on your heart, taking a nice slow breath and noticing what's happening. So that could sound like, Ooh, like I'm noticing some, some judgment right now. I'm noticing some self-criticism, right? Naming it and noticing it huge and so powerful. And it's so, so incredible to me because I'm actually reading, I'm reading this book called, oh gosh, Waking the Tiger by Peter Levine. And it was a recommendation by my therapist. And so much of what I'm learning about our well-being is the ability to acknowledge emotions as they're happening and allowing them to express themselves, allowing them to pass. Because if we think about it, like often, <laughs> if you think about a time that, um, just thinking about the tension, the tension that comes up when, <laughs> reflect back to a conversation that you're having where you wanted to speak up, you wanted to say something, you wanted to speak um, something that felt true to you. You wanted to say something. You wanted to set the boundary. You wanted to explain whatever it was that's happening, but it didn't feel like it was going to be heard or received and, or maybe you were nervous or whatever that looks like. And so you didn't, right? And reflecting, like thinking about that feeling, how that felt, right? Like, oh, like that like sticky feeling. It's like, ooh, it just feels kind of icky, right? And it's like, that's what I'm learning. So just a random, random side note for you. Something that I'm learning is that there is so, so much power in this huge, just the, the huge importance of us being able to notice feelings, sensations, emotions as they're happening and letting them pass, 
versus letting them be blocked in us. And then it becomes, that's where it, that's where it gets tough, right? And so with this third practice, noticing what's happening, ooh, and naming it. I'm noticing some self-criticism here. I'm noticing some self-judgment here. Noticing it and naming it. And then this last one, and this is one of my favorites, honestly, is, is when, when that self-judgment comes up, when that self-criticism comes up, is saying, you can be here with me. That's okay. You can be here with me. And you're going to sit in the passenger seat. I'm driving the car. I'm driving us. And we're going to move forward still. And I think one reason why I love this so much is that, like, you're acknowledging it. And it's okay. It's, I, I don't ever expect to not, you know, like, there, there's no... Ah, oh, dang it, if I'm feeling self-critical or, oh, now I can't do the thing. Now I can't set the boundary. Now I can't, you know, whatever it is because it's like, no, it's okay. Like, it's okay that you're here. Self-criticism, that's okay. Or my inner critic, it's okay. Like, you can be here. It's cool. It's cool. You're in the passenger seat. I'm driving. We're still doing the things that feel important to me, the things that I'm feeling called to do or say or you know, whatever it is. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention on this is we live in a world of ridiculous expectations. (laughs) Ridiculous expectations from our culture, from, you know, other people, just on a bigger scale even right? Like it can feel so heavy and like there's so much pressure to be a certain way, do certain things, show up a certain way, so much pressure that for us to be able to shift how we speak to ourselves and how we treat ourselves is radically powerful is so, so powerful to create an inner world, to create a relationship with yourself that feels a little softer, that feels a little, that feel, <laughs> I can talk, that feels a little gentler, more encouraging, more friendly, more kind by practicing these tools because we do have so much, right? There, there's so much other stuff. And I'm not even, that's not even a quarter of it, right? I'm just saying like the expectations. So if we can just create a healthier, kinder, gentler, more compassionate way of responding and treating ourselves, that's so huge and so, so important for us to do. And it's one thing that we have control over. Right? Because a lot of the things in, in our world, and our culture, we don't have control over. And this is something that we do have control over. is how we treat ourselves, how we speak to ourselves. And so it's important that we take ownership over that and learn these tools and practice these tools. Okay. 
I hope you found this helpful. I hope you found this helpful. I appreciate you so, so much. I would love to know. Head over to the Facebook community and let me know what your takeaway was. What's a golden nugget that you want to walk away with or something that stood out to you? I would love to know and I'll have a post in the Facebook group today about it so you can share, okay? So I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will talk to you soon.